Welcome back to the Unicube podcast. This is the first season and so far we've had a trailer season which is season zero. Now in this season we're going to be doing some really cool stuff and I'm super excited. I want that we stop pointlessly suffering, like literally stop pointlessly suffering. I see way too many people making a simple mistakes on their way to finding themselves and the way to find their uniqueness simply because they either tell themselves or even haven't told things that are far from the truth. If you really, really want to be unique and if you really want to find your passion, your purpose, if you really want to be someone you truly feel secure being, you know, someone you connect with, someone you're happy in being, please do yourself a favor and stop comparing. Now, what is comparison though? Because this interesting topic has been coming up, but we haven't really broken down. We haven't gotten to the core to it. And if you're anything like me, you want to first know the problem before getting to the solution. Because trust me, it's been said before, it's scientifically proven that a problem is much, much easier to solve if you have a full understanding of what the problem is, where does the problem come from, And where do we stand with it? Because if we don't understand where we are right now, then there's no way we know where we're going, right? Let's say you are in a city right now. Let's say you're in a city. I'm not going to tell you what city you're in. And I tell you, you need to get to New York. And I tell you, tell me the directions to New York. And you're like, but tell me where I am. So it is important to first understand where we are before we try to understand where we want to go to. So that's what we're going to be doing here. This season is going to be all about understanding comparison to its core. I know we think that comparison just kind of entails of competition and comparing your strengths and weaknesses to others, the feelings of jealousy and the feelings of envy that we have when our friends do better than us and we want to feel happy for them, but the only feeling we have is sadness. But we humans have a lot of colorful emotions. These emotions are not just sadness or happiness and jealousy. There are a tons of different emotions that we have and we need to understand to overcome them. And it's not necessarily all bad, but it is supposed to be something that we understand and can overcome. So in today's episode, I'm going to be going over the root of comparison just so you better you're able to understand what is it that you're trying to cure. And the other thing we're going to be doing during this whole season is going to be talking about different personalities of comparison, such as the scarcity mindset, imposter syndrome that pretty much all of us go through, our image and identity, the feeling of insignificance where there's so many people out there, we can't help but feel insignificant. The other personality of comparison is what is all this for? The question that we can't stop asking, where is life going and what is life for? The other one would also be, I hate people. So things like these, these emotions are all a consequence of comparative and comparison mindset. We don't know it yet. It sneaks its way in hidden 
hidden, hidden, sneaky ways that we don't even know about. And that's exactly what we're going to be doing. This whole season is dedicated to learning more about this mindset, where it comes from, what are the different personalities of it, the emotions all of the different personalities give rise to, and how do we come over those emotions. I'm going to be giving you new reflexes to each of those triggered feelings, emotions, and mindsets, just so we are able to deal with all the different personalities of comparison and not just one. Trust me, feeling jealous on your friend's happiness is just one color of comparison. It's not all of it. So like I said, to begin with, we're going to be discussing the roots and the history of social comparison. So a little history lesson for all of us, because, you know, sometimes the past matters to understand the future. Not always. And don't quote me on it. So let's get started. Where does social comparison come from and how was it defined before? Social comparison theory was defined back in 1954. So there was this guy called Leon something. Leon Festinger, I should be clear on that. So he's called Leon Festinger, and let's thank him for normalizing a feeling that all of us have felt and finding out a theory that is pretty much true, but we never talked about before those years. So Leon Festinger in 1954 defined that social comparison theory is basically it centers on the belief that there's a drive within individuals to gain accurate self-evaluations. The theory explains how individuals evaluate their own opinions and abilities by comparing themselves to others in order to reduce uncertainty in these domains and learn how to define themselves. I know that sounds very technical and there was some jargon in there, so let me just break it down for you. What this theory says is that Individuals like us, like all of us, we evaluate our own opinions and abilities. Let's say you have an opinion towards something, but you would measure it on the scale of what others' opinions are just to reduce uncertainty in your life. I hope that makes sense, but if we think of it in another way, let's say I am curious about how well I can cook, okay? Something very basic. Let's say I just... It's a good Sunday morning. I'm in my kitchen and I'm happy. I want to have pancakes today, okay? I start cooking and I make pancakes and I sit down on the table. I've never made pancakes before, by the way. I've never cooked before. But today I felt like cooking, so I started cooking. Now, what is my measurement of knowing whether I cook well or I don't cook well? I know you would say taste is one, but let's say I've always lived under a rock and I've never tasted pancakes before. So how do I figure out if my pancakes actually taste good? So one way I can go about this is by tasting my mom's pancakes and figuring out how my mom makes them. Now I'll have a benchmark to kind of compare how my pancakes taste, right? That aspect, it's, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying there's a feeling attached to it where I feel bad about my pancakes because my mom's taste so much better or she's always cooked pancakes. What I'm saying is, it reduces uncertainty, it reduces that area, that gray zone where I don't know where my abilities or my skills lie, where I don't know if I'm good enough at something or not. So that's what the social comparison theory says, that individuals like us evaluate their own opinions and abilities by comparing themselves to others so that they reduce the uncertainty in these domains. And learn how to define themselves. Now, I'll be able to define my pancakes as good, bad, blah, blah, blah. 
just by comparing them to my mom's pancakes, right? At least I'll have a place to benchmark them on and a way to define them. Now, this theory was kind of restrictive. So given this was 1954, this was kind of over 50 years ago. So, of course, there were other people who got curious and started discovering and noticing these patterns in their lives, and they wanted to do some more work on it. So there were these other two guys called Gibbons and Bunk in 1999. So much closer, about 21 years ago, what these guys did was they wanted to get to the root cause the actual mindset that lies behind all of this comparison that is painted as the darkest devil out there. Comparison, you're jealous, you feel envious, you are mean to people, you have this feeling of wanting to push others down to get ahead, and you feel like there can only be one king, right? There can't be a hundred kings amongst kings. There can be one king among monkeys or commoners. So all those feelings are painted as dark devils, but these guys, Gibbons and Punk, wanted to kind of know why do humans act this way? Because they knew that we are not selfish, we're not mean, and we definitely, definitely do not find happiness when other people are sad. So why were we doing all this? Why is it that people benchmark? And why is it that we want to gain, <laughs> you know, when we gain something out of, the comparison where we feel good about people doing bad. So they wanted to understand where is this coming from. So they proposed that their theory, it suggests that social comparison is mainly motivated by three drives. They said that there are three main reasons why people compare. And hang on tight, listen to this carefully. The first one is self-evaluation. So they say that we compare because it gives us a way to evaluate ourselves. It's not that we're comparing to benchmark or kind of looking at others' um, abilities or how can they do. It's more of our self-reflections. So we're trying to evaluate how we're doing. And self-reflection, self-evaluation can be good things, right? The second motivation behind comparison is self-improvement. Of course, all of us have this huge, huge growth mindset, which is awesome. I appreciate all of you for having a growth mindset. And I love humanity's will to always push themselves forward and for our will to, you know, grow. So one of the second motive, one of the motives or the second motive of comparison is self-improvement. Because we want to improve, we want to know that there's a possibility for us to grow. So we compare to know where do we lie on that scale? Are we improving? How can we improve? So that is the second motive. The third motive is self-enhancement. Now, self-improvement and self-enhancement kind of sound the same, but what self-enhancement says is that we're trying to enhance the abilities that already exist. Now, I could, uh, I could be making pancakes, but I could also learn how to make them better and I could learn how to make them taste better, just like my mother's pancakes. That is improvement. But self-enhancement could be enhancing and growing into more skills. So I could learn how to also make pasta or something else because I'm trying to create something else, something more. So not only are we trying to improve what we already have, but we're also trying to capture these new abilities and try to get onto new skills. Now, all these three motives are very pure and they only are trying to make a better version of us. So they're awesome. And this motive is not coming from a deep, 
dark place. And I want to make that very clear to all of you and kind of put that into my subconsciousness as well, that sometimes we all believe that we are just purely bad human beings for comparing ourselves to others. And we cannot let anyone know that, oh, I compare myself to you, or I see you as a competition. And I'm so sorry, even though you got the job of your dreams, I cannot be happy for you because I cannot stop thinking about myself. All of these dark emotions, we cannot let them out and we're unable to discuss them oftentimes. And this is because we believe, we genuinely believe that all of this comes from a deep, dark place within us, a place of hate, a place of envy, a place of jealousy, a place of willing or wanting bad upon others but that's not true our motives are actually very very pure and this theory by some very very famous psychologist proves that okay that your motives to compare are very pure and i want you to know that you're only trying to evaluate yourself for your improvement and kind of keeping yourself in check by evaluating yourself from moment to moment so that's great but comparison is an unhealthy way to reach these motives to find the answer to these goals. So we will be discovering new, healthy, actionable ways to do the same thing as what comparison does. Like I was saying, our motives are very pure and all these emotions or all these motivations behind doing what we do or feeling the way we do are very, very pure. So Pat yourself on the back, feel happy that you're someone who's growth focused and you have a growth mindset because trust me, if you did not have a growth mindset, if you're not someone who wants to find more, is looking for growth in your life, you would have not had the comparison mindset and neither would have I, neither would have anyone who is driven by growth. So congratulations, you have a growth mindset and not a fixed mindset, which is awesome because this means that we can grow from here and there's a potential for you to learn and change your old patterns. Now, going back to this theory, I just wanna say that comparison is negative because oftentimes it gives rise to not only negative emotions towards others, but towards ourselves as well. There has been high correlations between the amount or um, the people who have depression and how they see the world, which is through comparison, through the lens of comparison. There is also very strong, strong correlations between people who are insecure and who do not have a secure sense of self and how they see the world, which is through the lens of comparison again. So comparison not only triggers negative emotions towards others, but it it has the power to in turn kind of give rise to those negative emotions towards ourselves. And all of us know that very well, that when we start to compare, we start to hate ourselves. We start to question, am I good enough? This question is so persistent that it bothers us. It finds its way to slip into all aspects of our lives when we ask ourselves, if will I be ever good enough for anything? And that is not fair on us. So like I was saying before, our motive here is going to be finding a pure, a healthy way to overcome all of these feelings that we feel towards ourselves and towards others. The first step to this is understanding all the different personalities that comparison shows up in. And each personality 
triggers different kinds of emotions, like I said. So each of these personalities do not trigger the same things within us. And that's important to understand because there are not, there's not only one kind of negative emotion that we have. There's a tons and tons of negative emotions that are out there. And there's tons and tons of healthy ways of overcoming them. So don't feel that you're stuck because we're going to get to the bottom of this and we're going to solve each and every personality and we're going to deal with it in its own way. Like imagine this, okay? You are someone who has three girlfriends, okay? I don't know what you're doing out there. We have three girlfriends. <laughs> you can't be dealing with all of them the same way. They have different personalities. Or in fact, maybe not. I'm not going to say girlfriends because it's more like enemies. So let's say you have three different enemies or you have to deal with all of them and you have to find a way to get through them, kind of resolve your issues with them. You're not going to resolve your issues with each of those three different enemies in the same way because your issue with each one of them is different. The emotions that each of them give rise to within you are different and how you feel towards each one of them is different. So let's treat comparison like a person and deal with all the different personalities it has in its different, different way because imposter syndrome can't be dealt with the same way as scarcity mindset can be. That is why I've dedicated this whole season to exploring different personalities, recognizing those triggers, recognizing the different feelings it gives triggers to, and not only towards ourselves, but towards others as well. And how do we overcome them? How do we find the way to deal with each of the different emotions triggered so that by the end of the first season, at least, you'll have an idea of what are you seeing here? What is it that you're experiencing? And before you know it, you'll find your new reflexes. And once you practice over time, we will have a completely new way to deal with comparison. Because before we become secure, in our, before we start exploring a new personality of us, before we start finding our unique version, it's important to become secure on who we are right now. Like I said before, if you're in a city and I tell you you're in a city and you need to get to New York, you're going to be lost because you're not going to know what city you're in, right? So it's very important to become secure in who we are first right now before we step into our uniqueness and start discovering who we can become. I hope that makes sense. And for this episode, since I told you about social comparison theory, I want to give you a new reflex to the most common feeling this gives triggers to, which is sometimes looking down upon people and feeling good about ourselves. Now think about this, okay? If you struggle to refrain from social comparisons, try to reframe the social comparisons so that you can express gratitude. Now, I'm not talking about gratitude in a painted picture kind of format where you force yourself to thank your thank someone for something that you don't actually feel grateful for. Because I've had one of those where people are like, be grateful, be grateful. And I'm like, but I don't actually feel grateful for this. So what I mean here is instead of benchmarking a person you think is below your below you, let's say you think that um you go to the gym, okay? And you start feeling that, hey, I'm in such good shape because look at this person over here who is so unhealthy and so unfit. And you feel good about yourself. You start shaking off. You're like, you know what? I, I deserve myself a treat. I have earned myself a pizza because look at how better I am than all of these people over here who are so unfit. 
Do you think that's fair? I don't know what your answer is. And honestly, I'm not even saying that your feelings are invalid or valid because you've gone to the gym, you do deserve a pizza, but let's reframe this. So this is my reframe work, uh, framework and this was this has been practiced before as well. So what it does is, what it says is, use an abstract comparison point, like something like saying, I'm so um, grateful that I can reflect upon my worst times in life. And I'm so happy to realize how fortunate I am now. So saying that I'm so grateful that I've grown into someone who's fit and healthy from where I used to be in my life before. So this comparison point is kind of abstract because it's not giving a certain point of person to compare yourself to. And you're changing your focus from a single person to a situation that you were first talking to yourself. This cultivates compassion towards other people who might be in the same spot as you were at certain point of your life. It gives you a kind of motivation or kind of a pat on the back for doing what you've done, which has grown out of that situation that you were in. It helps you become grateful for where you are right now, because once we acknowledge of everything that we are doing for ourselves right now is exactly what we need to be doing, there's only more and more room to grow. So the reference point is a previous, more negative time of your life. And using this comparison point instead of a different person, it might help you focus on the positive aspects of your life currently. Now, you do deserve that pizza, but only because of how much you've grown, not because of someone else who is also trying to grow, but you see them them as someone who's lesser than you. So you have earned that pizza for yourself, not on the basis of someone, not on the cost of someone else, but because of your own earnings. So practice this little shift today. Try to use it wherever you see comparison kicking in. It's a quick reflex as soon as you think that you're making someone else the point of reference. Try to go for a more abstract comparison point. It could be anything. It could be a situation that you're coming out of. And if it's someone who is above you, if you see it as someone that you see as doing better than you and you start going like, that person is so much better than me, or they're so good at what they're doing, change the reflection point to, wow, there's so much possible out there for me to do and for me to accomplish. This thing that I never thought was possible for to be achieved, someone has accomplished it, and wow, there's a world of possibilities out there for me. So you see, this comparison point is very abstract because You're saying that where you are right now is not your true potential and you can achieve more, but it's not benchmarking that performance based off of someone else. So try this little shift today. Try picking on abstract comparison points like this instead of having person-based comparison points. And I hope this helps you out. I hope you stick around for this season because we're going to be breaking it down to the core. We're going to break it down to the point where it doesn't exist anymore and we're secure in our sense of being. Thank you so much for listening in. And I'm super grateful to have you and pumped for this section for this season. I love you all. Take care and grow where you are. And you're amazing. You deserve to be loved. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. 
thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for sharing your time with me. You're super special and we are here to unlock the uniqueness within you. I'm grateful that you decided to carve out this time for yourself. Hopefully what I shared with you today will help you get closer to the true you. If this episode did help you, then be sure to share it with someone else you know that might need it. That mission you and I share will only be achieved when we share with others what has helped us. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how to live intuitionally and how to discover our true unique selves, self-acceptance, self-discovery, and connecting with who we are.